the Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. The king, then the king, will say to those at his right, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you were hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw that you were sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it for one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for you, prepared for the devil and for his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it for the one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Almighty God, have mercy upon us. Amen. Let's be seated. The majesty of Christ. Twelve times in the Psalms do we hear about the majesty of Christ and his majestic works. He is clothed with majesty. Majestic is his work. How majestic is your name in all of the earth. The eighth chapter of Hebrews tells us, we have such a high priest who has taken his throne, has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of majesty. During the service for my ordination to the priesthood, we will hear from the prophet Isaiah, who testifies to a vision of the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty and lifted up. And the hymn of the Lord, the hymn of his robe, is filling the temple. And for Isaiah, there is no other title deserving of that kind of majesty than to call him king. 
radiance, splendor, beauty, is who our God is. And yet, that is not what we hear from the prophet Ezekiel today. Ezekiel had two core messages in his prophetic witness. God is sovereign and God is with you. As you've been exiled by the Babylonians, as you've been displaced and your neighborhood is being gentrified, God is sovereign and God is with you. In Ezekiel's world, where political leaders are oppressing the people economically, nationalism is present, and cycles of violence persist, God is sovereign and God is with you. And what the leaders fail to do, God will step in and take care of it. And today we have one of the most beautiful images in all of Scripture, God seeking out the lost who have been scattered and setting them up on a land with food and water and a mountain as their shelter. And those who are privileged and powerful and did not care for the scattered flock, Ezekiel testifies God will judge them and feed them with justice. Can we imagine what God's justice will taste like? Time and time again, the prophets point people towards judgment. God's judgment is the promise that at the end of the age, God will make things right. And we see that in the Gospel of Matthew. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne and all of the nations will be gathered before him. And the real curious part of the gospel today is how Jesus moves away from individual judgment. So it's not only that Jesus is going to judge me and how I've hurt people and how I've abused alcohol. Jesus shifts into a collective judgment and calls forth every nation to be judged. Jesus will judge every nation based upon how they treated the marginalized. Jesus will judge every nation based upon how they've cared for people who experience food insecurity. Jesus will judge every nation based upon how they've treated those who are incarcerated. Jesus will judge every nation based upon how they've treated those who have had an abortion. Jesus will judge every nation based upon whether they provided clean drinking water for kids. Jesus will judge every nation based upon how they've cared for queer people. Jesus will judge every nation based upon how they've cared for the planet. Jesus will judge every nation based upon how many bombs they have dropped on another nation. Jesus will judge every nation based upon if their tax dollars funded another nation to drop bombs. Jesus is looking at everything and everyone and will judge it all. The majesty of Christ cannot just be about beauty. Judgment must be a part of Christ's majesty. And if it's not, then what we have is a part-time God. 
And this is what a part-time God looks like. Part-time God works four days out of the week and has three Sabbath days. Part-time God would have no need to become incarnate and enter into our suffering. Part-time God would be generous in distributing blessings, but cannot dish out woes. And part-time God is happy to comfort the afflicted, but nowhere to be found to afflict the comfortable. Judgment is all about God's desire to make things right as our judge. And this is the part that I don't want you to miss. We are not the judge. God is. And to be more pointed and direct, white people are not the judge or the moral authorities. If at any point in this gospel, you or I uh, read this and say, I am not the least of these, I am not a sheep, I'm not a goat, then we believe that we're the son of man. And in that case, the only thing that deserves eternal punishment and fire is our pride and ego. And the other point is this, God's justice, at least the fullness of God's justice, comes at the end of the age. It is not now. It's why so often when a black person is unjustly murdered by a vigilante or police officer and the murderers are held accountable for their crime, for me, there's still a chasm that exists in my soul because I long for God's justice. So I think God's justice will look like this. At the end of the age, the one who committed the offense experiences the full redemption of God's love. And they are reconciled to themselves, to God, and even to the one that they have killed. And for the one who was murdered, and specifically in the case of George Floyd, the very breath of God will enter into lungs that could not breathe, and George will be resurrected. And in his newfound breath, George can once again say to his daughter, I love you. Justice involves resurrection. Jesus was unjustly murdered at the hands of the state, and it was the power of God who raised him from the dead so that justice can be experienced for all people. We are not the judge. God is. God's justice comes at the end of the age. Where there is no judge, there is no justice. And where there is no justice, there can be no peace. At St. Columbus, we are a church that embraces the world 
in the spirit of God's justice and love. Now, I am fully aware that for some of you, I have not said anything new when it comes to issues of justice and injustice in our world. For most of you, I am fully aware that you know our ministry opportunities here at St. Columbus that you can participate in that address issues of justice and injustice. And if you aren't familiar, please come see me or one of the clergy after the service. Yet what I need you to be fully aware of today, and this is my prayer, is that you know who we care for and what we do, and who we do not care for and what we do not do. God will judge. So on this feast of Christ our majesty, I find myself living between despair and hope. The despair that the judge came once before and we lynched him on a tree in front of his mama. The hope and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. And in doing so, our God will make all things new. <laughs>